Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Pilipinas podcast, episode number 45. Stancy at your service. Raph Camus to my right, right across me, Ro Moran. It's episode number 45, gentlemen. We are calling this the Michael Jordan comeback episode. <laughs> hey, uh, the Bulls fan in me is very happy about this, although I was never really sure why at the time. Kasi nung panahon ni Jordan, bata pa tayo, di ba? Right, yes. I was not sure why he went back to 45. But now that you've seen all of the docus, all of the... You watched Space Jam, right? Oh yeah, of course. He rocked 45 there. Yeah, oh. who, who didn't watch Space Jam? I mean, from basketball fans ng mga kaedad natin, ah. ng Space Jam why he was playing my Major League Baseball. Kaysa sa nag-45 siya My dad explained it to me. Well, enough about Michael Jordan. Let's talk about breaking news in wrestling. Oh, breaking hey, news. Yeah. yeah, actually, there are a lot of things to be said about breaking news. I think the biggest one was the leak that it's took place. It's not entirely big, though. Oh, oh, oh shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> well, the most scandalous one, if I should say so myself, scandalous. was a leak that took place as Monday Night Raw hit, uh, kicked <laughs> off the air. Uh, so uh, basically, Seth Rollins had need fo- nude photos of him uh, leaked out onto the internet. And and, and, and a girl Lou. And a girl Lou. And she's an NXT developmental diva, apparently, who goes by the name of Zara Schreiber. Good God. And you know, um, I was on the bus going to work. I was on Instagram because there was traffic. And I saw WWE Rollins. There's a nude girl on my feed. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I had to, out of panic, I had to hide my phone. Why? Why do you hide your phone? Ano magmumukha ka maniac oh, ganun? And you're afraid of that? Ano you're afraid of judgment on a Filipino bus. Yeah, you're a red-blooded male. Nigga, but I wasn't intending to look at, you know, dirty stuff. It doesn't matter. In the morning. Was it, it, was, it was the girl. It was the girls, right? Hmm? It was the girls. Yeah, right? yeah, the girls' photo. But it doesn't okay. matter what your intention is. It's incidental. Why is this guy looking at porn? Instagram to bawal to dito no, I, I, at first, I didn't realize again now. Wait, why is there porn on Instagram? Yeah. And then I saw WWE Rollins and you know, Zara Schreiber, her name was on, in the caption. Yeah. And I, I put two and two together real quick, and Seth was hacked. Yeah. And then uh, I kept refreshing. Right. Nubura ni Seth. Yeah. Then uh, I'm what we now know as Layla, uh, her, uh, Seth's fiance was. Or ex fiance. Ex fiance. Uh, more on that later. Kept posting the, the images on Instagram. Right, and this was oh uh, no, um, this was like at, at the top of the hour, so this is right about the time Seth was going out for the opening segment, and or when waiting he did, to go out for the opening segment, and when he did, he didn't look like the uh, someone who just got hacked or someone whose nude photos just leaked on the internet. He actually looked like a winner. No, yeah, <laughs> you know what I noticed though, you know what I noticed uh, when when they played his music when when Hunter uh, said you'll be facing, uh, you know, this Big guy. Show, Kane, JJ Security, and this man. There was a slight delay. There was a slight delay. Uh, oh shit! 
this guy is busy deleting his photos. <laughs> <laughs> alam na, alam na. So, long story short, uh, the implications thereof of this, uh, of these nude photos of not just uh, Zara Shriver, but also Seth and his wiener. <laughs> There's a whole lot of infidelity going on. Oh, alam na. Yeah. But alam there na. haven't been major repercussions yet. But why? Would I don't think there be? should be. Oh, no, but the thing is, you know how Vince went on about, like, was it Vince Hunter? No, Hunter. Hunter on the Stone Cold podcast. Oh. How he went on about, you know why China's never going to make the Hall of Fame. That's true. Because when you, when you type in China on the internet, you will get all this sort of porn and shit. What about Seth now? Has he Wait, just come on, come on. When you heard when you when you heard Hunter say that, it was code for my wife will never allow China to go into the Hall of Fame. You know, I, she's I'd my ex girlfriend. I'm actually going to agree with Ro on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I mean, just like, pointing it out. I'm just pointing it out. Nick, that shit. Lives Sunny is on in the Hall forever. of Fame. Sunny was in the Hall of Fame before she was selling herself. Exactly, nude. but now when you type Sunny, you're going to see either. Her nude photos or news bits about her selling her body on Skype. Here's the thing. If Hunter's claim is that he doesn't want Von Evelyn to see these nude photos of China or whoever, whether Von Evelyn is 3 or 53, these photos will be on the internet. Oh, not. Forever. And, and you know what? I, I, I hate to say it. I hate to, meant to even entertain the thought. But I'm sure Vince, at least, as a red-blooded male, yeah. know, I'm proud of you, Seth. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you got hacked. Uh, here's the thing You're about these player, pictures. Yeah, one last thing about My these nigger. pictures. These pictures are going to be like the WWE. Then, can, now, forever. I can actually believe that, you know, Vince would say that, though. He did. Didn't you see the nigger? vine? I, he said nigger? On I, the vine? I should, show you, uh, I should show you the vine. The, the, <laughs> Damn uh, it, man. The Ovocena vine. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've okay, seen that vine. Okay. Now, no, so, but, uh, I guess the bigger issue, the bigger issue now is uh, after Seth issued an apology on Twitter, a very, very public apology, the question is, should he have apologized in the first place and should there be repercussions as Scam was brought up just a few minutes earlier? I say repercussions, maybe not harsh ones. Because he didn't make a mistake. Oh, he didn't Right. I think he's... Okay, um, before I didn't know, I didn't, re- uh, I didn't, you know, it wasn't as established at the time that Seth was cheating, even though, okay, hey. It's now, you know, it's implied. Yeah, well, it's not it's implied. Confirmed? It's, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Now, okay, he has to apologize, I guess, for the cheating to whoever he has to apologize to. But, um, as a whole, it's not his fault his nudes were leaked. Sure, it's not his fault, and that's something I will always concede. Mm-hmm. But as, as a public figure, as a celebrity... Uh, Seth Rollins also has a responsibility to take accountability for how his image is perceived. And given the lumabasi nude photos, he has to he has to say sorry because um, when you're a public figure, your privacy is lessened, and you know this as a law student. Oh, yeah, but you yeah, kind yeah. of give yeah. up part there of your less, privacy. There is a lesser expectation of privacy as a public figure. That's right. So that being said, because you compromise part of your privacy with uh, your status as a celebrity, that's part of your social contract. Um, the best PR move, the best damage control move, would be to apologize, Alan, just to minimize the backlash. That'll come towards your your person. I agree about apologizing. That's I a good agree PR with that move. Too. Yeah, but you have to. There was there was some there was a fuck up. Whether it wasn't your fault, you have to be the bigger man and say sorry. Because you're the most Right. You're the brand. But I'm glad you mentioned public uh, image. Yung public perception. Right. Seth is an asshole in public. Uh-huh. On screen. Yeah. Why not use this 
to be even more of an asshole. Uh, we, are the, well, we are in the reality era after apparently, all. No, and, and apparently, Seth is a real asshole. Uh-huh. As in, not just on screen, but also off screen. But who would have thought that of all the three S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, hmm. Seth would have been the real-life asshole? Bah, you see in X-Fix with City Master. No, Roman. Roman. I mean, oh, yeah, our, because, oh. our friend, Ryan Sangalia, <laughs> just posted his... His, his two cents. Anecdotes, yeah. his anecdotes about how he treated kids. Well, not Ryan, but Roman treated kids in Japan. No, but Edge was able to parlay that real-life drama, that real-life bit of heelishness into an actual... Into a star-making push. push. Yeah, exactly. The thing about Edge, though, because at that point in his career, he was like a seasoned veteran. Now, when you think oh. about it, and Seth, uh, as much as he's had a Seth's lot of experience, a well, he's yeah, on the he's way a to being a big star. But, but he's he... not a, a seasoned veteran. Like I'm not sure he can parlay those nuances no, I think right now independently. I think he can. I think he can. His, this is the guy, as you remember, who said he would kill Edge. Perhaps. Right? I mean, nice connection, though. Yeah. So, like, but uh, well, apparently Edge didn't just pass the wrestling torch. He passed every other he, torch he with him. He passed everything else. But at this point, Edge and Anna. Good, good boy, na siya. Oh, tatay na siya. Eh. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess that's where we stand. You know, we all have our different little stances on yeah, but, the but, Seth Rollins but, uh, issue. In theory, you should never have to apologize for, you know, taking nude photos in the first place. Uh, you know, in as a long va- as you don't upload them on the internet. No, papi, it doesn't matter. Nude photos, you're called, you're right. Because those are photos. In what? a vacuum. Yeah. In a vacuum. Yes, in a vacuum. Those are your photos. Whatever you do with them is your responsibility. However, we don't suggest cheating on your significant other. With that, I uh, know. With fiance with, or not? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. much for Valentine's. That, that, that Seth. was a stupid move. So much for Valentine's. So Seth. close to Valentine's. Come on. Uh, do let us know what you think. If you agree, disagree, have no comment whatsoever, you can always tweet us. It's at the SGP Podcast. Individually, my Twitter feed is at Stan947. At Caveman Camus. At Rose War. And of course, you can like our page, Facebook.com slash the SGP Podcast. We've got a packed show today. Oh. We're going to be interviewing three of PWR's rookies as we are two weekends away from uh, PWR Presents Vendetta. Oh, by the way, and the thing you want to hear the most, I know this, we are hot off the heels of NXT TakeOver Rival. And we're going to be talking all about that along with Spots and Botches and the return of the critically acclaimed segment, Bose Avenue. Hey! Pero papi, one last thing about Seth Rollins. Yeah? Okay, fine. Because we're talking about NXT, you guys think Solomon Crow Angle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hasn't even debuted in NXT yet. Main roster na good. Swerve! A lot, Swerve. Of, a lot of this and more coming up in episode number 45 of the SGP Podcast. Hi guys, this is Ralph Imobayashi from PWR, and you are listening to the SGP Podcast. Enjoy, guys! So recently, the Grammys just happened, and right. Sam Smith is the big winner this big year. Big winner! Yeah, three of the I'm big four back. awards going uh, to Sam Smith. Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Record of the Year. What more can you ask for from someone like Sam Smith at 22 years of age? Oh, and wait. coming to our shores. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when? Again? May 10. May 10. 10. Do you got Five tickets, days. Bro? May 10, 2015, TBA kumaytiket. TBA, papi. Pero papi, yes, I know what you're talking about. Coming this Feb 14, Valentine's Day. Because said last time, last Saturday, wala pa rin. Wala pa rin? Hanggang ngayon. Pare, is this the actual arrival of Bose Avenue? Yeah! <laughs> Finally, the return of Finally. Bose Avenue. These two have been holding me down for so long. <laughs> I've been I've been wanting to do it 
I've been wanting to bring it back for quite a while now. We've so actually we actually have a recorded version that has gone unaired. Yeah, we've never had a time to. And then unplugged, right? Unplugged, right? Okay. Yeah, the return of Bose Avenue. I'm so excited for this because I've been working on this for quite a while in my head. You've been practicing? Uh, in my head. <laughs> in your head. And now I- it's his coming out party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> on air fist bump. Hey. So yeah, as a tribute to the big winner of this year's Grammys. But why best new artist? He's not even a new Well, that's when he broke into the mainstream. That was last year. Okay. So fine. you know, it's it's not it doesn't work the same way our year end awards work. All right. So Boys Avenue. This time I'm not doing Boys Avenue. Who's coming here? Yo, this February yeah. Yo, this weekend. Word out to the boys Aaron at the Coliseum. Uh, if you're going there, number why? one artist on Spotify in the Philippines. Come on, <laughs> but, but, but it's not even a good metric. You were saying, all right, all right. So we're not doing Boys Avenue style this time. Uh, and yeah, as I was saying, as a tribute to the big winner of this year's Grammys, big winner. I am gonna do a song in the style of Mr. Sam Smith. Mr. Basha, Papi. Come on, man. <laughs> hey. what the fuck. I'm just, I'm just not sure because you know the, his range is very high. Nah. I don't, I don't know where he gets it. Okay, can, Hit can, it. can you do that now? Okay, and now presenting, Ro, doing the style of Sam Smith for your favorite song. Oh, for what? For Valentine's Day. Hey, for, for Valentine's all, Day. For, oh, for all, for all the, for all the guys, for all the lovers out there looking to make romance <laughs> for <laughs> their <laughs> special. I know, someone. With whether, some extra whether that's sarsa. a girl or a boy, whatever have you. Basta, what about a lady boy? B- whatever have you, whatever <laughs> have you. Basta ikay isang sexy boy. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks that drive the girls wild. I got the moves that really move them. I'll make them feel like I'm on cloud nine. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy! I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy! Oh, I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy! I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy! Thank you. Antindinun! Yeah! Papi, I have to say, you know, I didn't know you had that kind of vocal range, but... Me neither. <laughs> hey. At this time, you'll be very, time. very happy. Oh, yeah, but before we before we close this one up, I would like to say that for Bose Avenue moving forward, I'm not going to do Boys Avenue that one. So expect more mix of these. Mix of style. Yeah, 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 mix of styles. Papi, when are you going to go hardcore, straight out of Compton rap style on us? <laughs> or even Lil Wayne, man. Hey. I would kill for a Lil, you know, Lil Wayne style. Play when are you bit. gonna get the AutoTune app and you know? Do you have a, do you have the AutoTune app? It's uh, I, I can find it. IPhone. Yeah, I can yeah, find it. Yeah, what's iPhone? We, right. we can do so a Kanye so here we'll, or something. We'll, we'll come up with more shit for you. If you like that one, I hope you like that one. Cause Let I, us I, know. I spent a long time working on that one in my head. We've been holding him down. Yeah, denying him his moment. Right. And with that, yeah, we're yeah. gonna turn to the regular programming. We promised a packed show, and well, we actually have literally a packed house tonight inside the Melo 94.7 studios. 
as we record episode number 45 of the SGP podcast. We actually have three of PWR's rookies inside the podcast and making their SGP podcast debut. So please welcome to the SGP podcast our PWR rookies. First off, we've got Ralph Imabayashi. Hi, guys. And uh, we also have John Sebastian. What's up, folks? And Kanto Terror's tag team partner and protege, Mark D. Manalo. Alay, kamusta kayo, John? All right, so now, now that we've established the voices behind the names, let's try to get to know them a little bit better. Kilalani natin mga rookies of PWR. So let's start off with, I guess let's start off with one of the most over guys from, from Terminus. If you saw Terminus, uh, this guy was actually a paying member of the audience. Dressed as Lito Atienza. Yeah, he got a solid Lito chant from the crowd. Canto Terror plucked him out because he stood out like a sore thumb, took him under his wing, literally. And this guy was basically everybody's favorite PWR superstar right after that match. Mark D. Manalo, uh, from your accent, alam namin na Batanggen yung kakababayo pala kita, by the way. Taga-Batangas din kami. Uh, so, tell us about yourself, man. Ako lang isang simpleng kabataang Pinoy lang din. Galing ako sa bayan ng San Juan, Batangas. Magkababayan tayo, sabi mo. Oo, magkababayan. Yung lola ko, nakatira pa rin sa San Juan. Ako na... Ako'y lumos sa Maynila, kaka-graduate ko lang ng kolehiyo at ako'y naghahanap ng trabaho. Nagkataon lang na napapunta, napadpad ako sa ano, sa Makati Square. And yun, doon na nagsimula yung ano, nakita ko, ay, may pro wrestling dito? Abay, baka nandito si Stone Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, son. Stone Cold, really? And uh, alam ko... Akala ko lang yun, eh... Lamo naman wrestling eh yun yung maunang lalabas sa isip mo di ba Now from yung uh, yung pagpapakilala sa ni Canto Terror dun sa Terminus alam nga namin na paborito mo si Stone Cold So bukod kay Stone Cold sino pa ba yung mga wrestlers na naging impluwensya mo while you were growing up Abay nung nanonood ako dati sa bahay ni Kapitan uh, ang paborito ko si na Kurt Angle si Eddie Guerrero yun uh, rest in peace bro yun si ano din um Si Darak, ayoko doon. May abang yun eh. Okay. <laughs> Nakita mo naman sa mga characteristics, di ba, ng mga batang genyo, eh, you, know, you shy away from yung mga masyadong outlandish na characters. Di ba? Kasi masyadong in-your-face yung dating. So, uh, ngayong tag team partner ka na ni Kanto Terror, ano naman ang tinuturo sa ni Kanto Terror sa larangan ng wrestling? Abay, tinuro sa akin yung mga basic, yung kailangan mong matutunan para maging wrestler ka. Tulad ng mga natutunan nila dun sa bootcamp. Pero papi, you know, I just wanna ask. You know, because we saw you for the first time at Terminus. And you know, you look like you didn't have a lot of experience. So you mentioned bootcamp. So did you join bootcamp afterwards? Like immediately after? Or what's your what's your background? Because you know, you're pretty damn good for a first timer, huh? Abay, nung kabataan ko eh, Ah, bata pa rin pala ako. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, nung high school ako, lagi ako nakikipagbunuan sa kalye, tsaka sa ano eh, sa eskwela. Kaya nga madalas napapatawag ako sa, sa opisina eh. Tsaka yung magulang ko, lagi ako na nabibigwasan na yun. Tas, kaya natututu, pag, ano, pag nanonood ako ng resting, nakikita ko yung mga galaw, tapos may mambubuli sa akin. Abay, Gagayahin ko yung moves na yun sa ano. Kaya doon din siguro na hulma yung ano ko, yung kung ano yung alam ko nung December. Lalo so, na, na hulma. So, so, so nag ano, sinastunner mo yung mga kaklase mo? Abay, oo naman. 
magkapareho pala kayo ni Kanto Terror. I mean, ang dami yung pagkakatulad. For one, mahilig kayong maging basagulero. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> naman. Yung y- impression na nakukuha ko na, yung parang pag, na- pag, nasa, pag may isa sa inyong nasa kanto, yung isa resback na agad. Right then and there. Ano lang. Parang self-defense lang. Hindi ako, ako marunong mag-taekwondo. Hindi ko naman alam yung mga martial-martial arts na yan. Hindi ko naman kailangan ata nun eh. Eh, kahit humingi lang ako ng balisong sa airpods ko eh. Maano ko na yan. Pero wrestling na lang gagamitin ko. Mas safe yun. <laughs> At, uh, you know, our PWR superstars, a lot of them actually have very interesting life experiences. I think we mentioned in one of our previous episodes na si Mayhem Branigan has actually been to prison. And I'm not sure about Kanto Terror, pero ikaw, uh, Mark D. Manalo, gusto namin malaman, nakapasok ka na ba sa loob ng Bartolina? Um... Hindi pa. Sana hindi na. <laughs> Siyempre, sino ba naman may gustong makulong ka? Uh, sa principal's office pa nga lang, natatakot na ako eh. Pag pinapapunta ka ron eh. Oh. Di, kung makukulong pa ako, paano pa kaya? Paano ako mabubuhay ron? So Mark, just just for the benefit of our listeners, how old are you? Abay, kakabente ko lang nung nakarang oh God, man. It's a fucking kid. Batang bata pa. Bata nga bata, talaga. Bata. So where do you get your sense of style? You know, dress dress wise. Oh, sino yung peg mo? Sino yung peg mo in life there? Abay, yung idol ko, yung kababayan ko rin, si Leo Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> ano naman masasabi mo? Kasi yung, yung, yung audience ng Terminus, alam nila, ano eh? Lito. Lito eh. Medyo, ano, medyo makitid utak nila eh. Ano masasabi mo doon? Ano nalamdaman mo nung tatawagan ko dito? Siyempre, na-opend ako. Hindi naman ako taga-Maynila. Eh. <laughs> Pero ngayong PWR wrestler ka na, di magiging taga-Maynila ka na kasi eh, lagi kang mapapatraining kasama ng mga wrestlers and you'll be performing dito sa Makati Cinema Square. Abay, ayos lang naman. Kaso hindi talaga ako taga-Maynila tsaka hindi ko idol yun eh. Alright, uh, now let's talk about your wrestling abilities and your your finishers. Ano ba yung signature move at finishing move ng isang Mark D. Manalo? Uh, una sa lahat, yung ginamit ko kay Bonjing nung ano. Bonjing, sa... papi, he's gonna kill you, ah. Papi, lagot ka. Oh. Papi, that's on record. That's on record. Yeah. Main Max. Patay tayo dyan. Papi Max, if you're listening. Buti o, hindi kami yan, ha? Buti na, hindi makalaman si Main Max. Buti nga, eh. Um, mayhem, apok, um, sana, sana bugbugin nyo siya. Close ba kayo? Close kayo ni na mayhem? Um, nakausap ko dati, kaso si apok, parang hindi pa eh. eh nakakatakot eh, ba kolektahin yung kaluluwa ko. <laughs> Alright, so ano yung mga finisher moves at uh, signature moves ni Mark D. Manalo? Siyempre, yung panapos ko galing sa idolo kong si Stone Cold. Yung pinangalanan ko tong ano, Markadong Panalo. Aba? Stunner. Markadong Panalong Stunner. Yan yung pangalan. Yan yung pangalan. Yeah, that's why. That's why. I, And, like, I like the branding. Yeah. It has a nice, a nice you know, ring nice to it. Nice ring to it. Like, like Batangas Brew. Like, I like that stuff. And your signature moves? Um, Siyempre, pinahiram sa akin ni Kumparing Kanto yung pana niya. Yung spear. Alright, and uh, of course, last question para kay Mark Di Manalo for now. Siyempre, Batanggenyo ka, anong paborito mong alak? Lambanog? Lambanog. Good answer. Kala ko sasabihin mo, family rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Who the fuck drinks that shit, man? Uh, pwede rin naman. Try natin yung <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, mar- uh, maraming salamat. Mark Let's D. Manalo. Let's pass the mic. Let's pass the mic. Who's up next? Who's up next? Let's talk to one of the up-and-comers of PWR, John Sebastian. He made quite the impression at Terminus, if you remember. He actually came out to Jake DeLeon's music. And He'll move! Actually, yeah, you, Mr. Camus, tried to get in his face and you told him straight up, you're not Jake DeLeon, and he just grabbed the mic from you. So let's get to know this man a little bit better. John Sebastian, tell us about yourself. But first and foremost, disclaimer, I have no beef with John Sebastian. Sure you don't. I don't have any beef, sir, so... Respect. Yeah, you look scared, man. I, I am a little scared because, you know, this guy's a fucking badass. I can smell the piss running down your leg. Let him talk, Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, fuck. So, we know who you are now, Mr. Sebastian. All right, hey folks, what's up? Uh, Camus, I'm still gonna knee you in the face. You know that? Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, well, about me, oh, well, the easiest way I can say it is I'm a badass motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we do have to mention that, you know, everyone is still in the room, so. And, um, well, um, let me see, um, a little background. Uh, I'm from Alabang, if you've read the spotlight, if you guys know how to read. Then you'll figure that out. Spent some years in Japan uh, trying to get into pro wrestling. Somebody messaged me that pro wrestling was going to be back in the Philippines. So came back and apparently I had to go through boot camp. So here I am, man. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do you talk like Mike Vargas? (laughs) (laughs) Screw Screw that fat motherfucker. Okay. If he works out and then takes a selfie, then he's not really working out, man. Wow. No, I mean, I, I have a very, very huge beef against gym selfies in general. So that's something you and I will probably see eye to eye on. And that's one reason I signed you to a contract. Damn. Damn straight. Right. So, uh, John Sebastian, you mentioned that you have trained in Japan. You brought your, your talents over here to the Philippines after somebody messaged you. What, what is the difference between the styles in Japan and the styles here in the Philippines as per your firsthand experience? Well, for the most part, um, those years in Japan were... Basically, me getting my ass kicked. And right here, uh, well, you learn from getting your ass kicked. And apparently, here, I can pretty much beat everyone. Do the cats here hit as hard as the cats over in Japan? Oh, man, they hit harder in Japan. Really? Yeah. So, they bust you open. mahina. Mahina ko? mahina. ka pa. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we better make sure that they don't tear up the studio right now. Um, now back to back to more questions about John Sebastian. How's your what, what is your wrestling style? I mean, we got a bit of a taste of it when you took on JDL at uh, Terminus. But how do you fancy yourself as a fighter? Well, growing up, I, I watched a lot of Smash Mouth guys like uh, Triple H, uh, you know, the big guys, Undertaker, and then uh, I I. Picked up some finesse from uh, from Angle and uh, Eddie Guerrero, but mostly um, ever since I got back, I've been focusing mostly on Japanese wrestling. You know, set uh, set myself apart from everyone else. So right now it's a big uh, it's a mix of uh, Triple H and uh, and Sting and and some Nakamura in there. So the way you see yourself is you're a hybrid between a powerhouse, a hybrid, a powerhouse <laughs> and a brawler, basically. Right, and uh, what are your finishing moves, your signature moves, uh, especially when you set your you set your opponent up for the finish? Oh well, uh, let's. Um, how do you want to start? You want to start with my signatures? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right, um, signatures. I mostly picked it up from here and there. Uh, I have a submission hold called called the Red Ink. I picked it up from Okada. 
It's a it's a kneeling cross legged STF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh there's the heaven and hell, which is basically a stinger splash, and then I'm gonna transition it into a spine buster. Um, mm-hmm. You can ask Jake DeLeon how that felt. And there's uh there's the face off, which is basically my knee. Well, to the me back. Knee your face off. Yeah. Which is what. Which Thanos is what is I'm gonna, gonna be getting eventually. Yeah. You're gonna be getting it in boot camp in the show. Hopefully. I don't know, oh, yeah. man. You failed to mention that all of these guys are Camus' seniors. Yeah, that's right, actually. Yeah. Uh, all of these guys will also be fighting at Vendetta this February 21. Uh, you, have, you had a question for Mr. Sebastian. Camus. I do have a question for Mr. Sebastian. So, Mr. Sebastian, how do you, do you style yourself as a strong style fighter? Do you want to be known for that? Because sometimes we see it, we see it a bit, like in boot camp, but you do pull off a little bit of that strong style. I mean, why waste all those years in Japan, right? If you can, if I can pull it off, and if some of these guys can take it, which they can't, uh, well, I'll pull it off and I'll hurt them. Well, but, you know, your opponent's half Japanese for real, so I wonder what he has to say about that. Well, it's not about what you were born into; it's about what you know. And apparently, my opponent is a three-foot midget, so. Oof, there's really nothing to fear. Not exactly the best way we imagine segueing into our next guest because our next guest is also John Sebastian's opponent at Vendetta on February 21. Please welcome to the SGP podcast the half Japanese, half Pinoy wrestler Ralph Imabayashi. Ralph, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. And just to note, he is not three feet tall, he's at least five feet. Ang oi naman nun, three foot. He's not that small, man. He carries himself actually pretty well for a not big guy. I mean, there are bigger guys in in PWR, but he carries himself well. Yeah, keep putting your foot in your mouth, Mr. Kamas. Yep. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Six-footer. Six-flat, fucker. So, Ralph, uh, as one of the newest wrestlers of PWR and one of the, uh, one of the f- participants at Vendetta on February 21, not a lot is known about you. So, introduce yourself to the listeners of the SGP podcast. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, my name is Ralph Mubayashi. I'm half Filipino, half Japanese. Proud to be both. And yeah. All right. And... Uh, I want to know your story. How did you end up being part of PWR? Because uh, we all know that Japan is a hotbed for wrestling. So if you're half Japanese and if, let's say, you have ties to your home country of Japan, why not wrestle there? What brings you to, to the Philippines to pursue wrestling with PWR instead? Uh, well, despite my uh, half Japanese origins, I was born here and I have been here ever since. I only went to Japan for a few months and I didn't even... Uh, Pass by wrestling there. All right, so you identify more with the Philippines as your home country. Ah, yes. So mas mas pinoy talaga na sa puso mo. Ah, yeah. Okay, so paano ka paano ka na recruit ng PWR? How'd you become part of the group? Uh, there's no fancy story behind it. Uh, I was actually just uh, browsing through uh, face uh, Facebook, yep. and I saw it. Oh, PWR, there's wrestling here. Right. Uh, so I've the- been a wrestling fan since I was a kid, so I wanted to try it out. And social media, you know, has really played a huge part in bringing PWR together. I think you're one of the one of the newer examples. Kung bakit napakalaga talaga ng role that social media has played in bringing uh, this community together. Now, um, how did training go about for you? Like, how did you start off training? Especially since I think a lot has been said in the last five minutes about your size, or you know, as John Sebastian would put it, your lack thereof. Oh, uh, uh, training was easy for me because you know when you're small, it's easier to roll. 
And really? it's easier to bump because, you know. Eh, di na. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mr. Mark over here isn't exactly six feet tall. Yeah, but, you know, he's very bulky. In all the right places. He's yes. fat. Come on, let's not skirt around the issue. He's fat. Hey. Well, we haven't seen him, you know, take his shirt off yet. Yeah, actually, no, we, no, we don't ring. see that. In no. the ring? In the ring? In the ring? I see his ass. Shay 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 no, but then back to Ralph. Yeah, back, back to Ralph. Back to Ralph. So yeah. you started off actually finding it easy, learning how to do your bumps and do your rolls. Oh uh, yeah. And um, what what kind of style did you adapt as soon as you started training? Uh, I initially wanted uh, to be like a powerhouse. Right, which is kind of which you know like it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard at your yeah. size, but yeah, you know we're not we're not yeah, downplaying that. You know, um, I I kind of adapted all around like brawler, high flyer. Technical so, wrestling. So stuff. that being said, sino yung, ano mo, sino yung, sino yung influences mo if you want to be a little, a little bit of an all-around wrestler? Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. Yep. So, so, uh, so and, you uh, followed him since... And uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Interesting. That's an interesting uh, pair we haven't, of We haven't heard that though from you know any of the PWR guys. We usually hear like a lot of Eddie Guerrero, a lot of guys, you know, Triple H. Right. Uh, but Stone then, Cold. This is the first time I'm hearing somebody who really liked Macho Man style. You know, you know, Mark, once you pull off a flying elbow, I'd like to see that. I mean, you're imitating everyone anyway. Ay, nakalimutan ko pala si, ano rin, si Mankind, yun. So, nagme-medjust ka rin pala? Malalaman nyo. Alright, so, going back to Ralph, uh, it's a weird mix, no? I mean, you have two high flyers, though, in Macho Man and Daniel Bryan. Um, what have you taken from their styles? Um, basically, uh, you know, go basically. Oh, uh, basically, I've I've been searching YouTube vids of uh, Macho Man, and you know, I I I wasn't born when he was wrestling. I just yeah. saw him around and YouTube, and uh, you know, when I saw him wrestle, yeah, hey, that's that's the style I want. And, you know. How young are you? I mean, I, I mean, I I know na hindi ko masadong abutan si Macho Man, but I think towards the end of his WCW run, I was uh, at a preschooler. So um, how young are you? Uh, I'm pretty much the youngest at the boot camp. Siko yung bunso ng PWR. <laughs> at, yeah. at how how old? Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. So uh, I guess it, yeah, Ralph here. Uh, wait, are you still the youngest? Is he still the youngest? No, no. Um, are the twins younger than him? Okay, we do have a set of twins over. You can look, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Papi. We do have a set of twins at PWR boot camp for my batch, and those kids are freshmen. Oh, okay. Freshmen in La Salle. I'm not sure, like, date, to the date, if they're younger, but magkaedad ata kayo, eh. Oh, but in the main roster, I'm the In the main roster, yeah. Fuck, yeah. But yeah, I think that's something you're proud about. I mean, uh, yes. at 18, you're part of the PWR, uh, PWR roster. That's uh, that's a feat that I guess um, is only rivaled by the likes of, say, the Hardys or the Young Bucks, right? Yeah. So that's that's something you can that's something you can hang uh, on your hat. Now, what are your what are your signature maneuvers and your finishing moves? Uh, I'm gonna start with the signatures. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, go uh, First is the uh, is the Genesis Lock, which is basically a calf slicer. It's a legit submission move. Uh huh. AJ Styles. AJ yes, Styles. AJ Styles. <laughs> uh, the Racket Ralph. Uh-huh. Which is a modified angle slam. Wow. Ooh. And the Sonic Crusher. Which is an ace crusher. Yeah. All right. RKO. Yeah, uh, a cutter. <laughs> I would like to say that I almost broke a nose taking that. <laughs> so wait, wait, Sorry. wait, bro. So you've, you've actually faced Ralph in boot camp? Yes, motherfucker. We're batchmates. 
Oh well, you know, you haven't graduated. They're on the main roster. I I have no idea, man, when yeah, man. you're going to well, get that. Do you? I've always told the higher ups I'd like to graduate as soon as I am ready. And I feel when I feel when everyone feels that I am ready. I personally you know am able what? You to say know, I'm not yet. You know, Ro, not ready. I know I understand that they're bashmates, but these guys are fucking leaving you in the dust. So? If it but, means if it means that I graduate as ready as I can be. As the boss as the general manager, let it not be said that I held you down. I didn't say that. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll hold you down in other aspects of this podcast. But, right, yeah. you know, Stan Stan is an objective GM oh, when it comes to All I'm going to say is I want to be as ready as I can be. If, I've, if I haven't graduated yet, it means that none of us, even myself, feel that I'm ready. What are you going to say, motherfucker? All right. Yeah, you're going to graduate once you stop puking after conditioning. Oh, man. shit. That, that wasn't me. That was not me. That was not me. Oh, I... I am not uh, that big. Parang raw, may tanong ako. Ano yun, papi? Um, is your body ready? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> my body is ready, pero my skills aren't. Kala ko your spirit is not. Oh. Ibang usapan yan. No, you know, um, we're all about opportunity here in PWR. So, it's all about uh, making sure that everyone has a chance to prove themselves at the biggest stage possible. Now, uh, one last question for Ralph over here. A lot of smack has been thrown your way by your opponent, John <laughs> Sebastian, at Vendetta on February 21. So, what is, what is the beef between you and John Sebastian, and how do you plan to resolve that at Vendetta? Well, I, I don't have a beef with him, but he does seem to have a beef with everyone, and even, you know, MDM just right now. All right, so I booked this match between you and John Sebastian because I know that there's some lingering beef, lingering issues between the two of you, and I know that you've been dying for a chance to stand up to John Sebastian. So, what is it that you just want, what kind of message do you want to send to John Sebastian through your match at Vendetta? You see, as a, as a professional wrestler, you have to respect the business and you have to respect the people around you. Damn John straight. Sebastian doesn't have any of that, okay? Um, of course, I uh, don't have respect. Shut if up. If you're gonna stand up against me, maybe you should, you know, get above my shoulder first. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah, those are, those, those yeah, are legit shots. shots. And, you know, I am a man of opportunity. I will let those words fly. But uh, what do you plan heading into Vendetta, Ralph? Uh, basically, I'm going to do a bold statement right now. At Vendetta, I will beat you. All right. The only thing you can beat is your dick <laughs> in the bathroom after I'm done bloodying up your face, man. And that sounds kind of kinky, though. Why would he do that after getting his face bloodied up? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Bucket my dick. I don't know, man. You know, it's it's... Okay, you know, John... I respect you. I respect you. You want you've called me out. You really? want to kick me in the face. But the thing is, you talk so much shit, man. Oh yeah, yeah, he talks a lot of shit. I know I mean, you talk so much I, shit. I can, I can vouch for for Ralph that everyone gets the shit talking. It's not just him. I know, but the thing is, you just talk so much shit. I don't understand why. It's like it's yeah, so unwarranted, man. Where just because you're from? from Alabang, you know. Hambog. Yeah, so so where is it? So where is it? Where is this all from? fucking coming from, man? Where is it all coming from? From my skills, man. If you're better than everyone, then you tell everyone that you're better than them. Well, you know, Jake DeLeon is the fucking best in the in the fucking Fed. I agree with that. I agree with Wait, that. What? I agree with that wholeheartedly. No, but th- that's the thing. You you come in. You come in so brash and so arrogant. I just want to see you show some respect to your opponent, man. Of course. You know, that loss to JDL, that was all me. That was, that was me getting careless. And given the time, it won't happen again. And it's not even a question of if. It's going to be a question of when. 
Because when I get my hands on him again, it's not going to be the same match. Well, if you get that chance, you have to win first. Wait, Ralph, you said you said you agreed when he said JDL was the best. Not Nothing against JDL, but I thought you were a big Panzer fan. Well, in ring-wise, JDL is the best. But, you know... Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, because you know, perhaps well. Know, overall, I'm a, I'm I'm a Panzer fan. Yeah. So um, you're I mean, part you of could, Panzermonium. Yes, I am. So you came from being you know being just one of the fans, and now you're you're a colleague of of guys like Chris Panzer, Jake De Leon. Is that wait? Is that your dream match though? You and Panzer. dream team. Oh, hmm. that, that, that might work out. Dream match, dream team, cream team. Pops, just just let him talk, man. <laughs> you know, you you've had your airtime. Mark, kamusta naman ang pag pagtitim kasama si Kanta Terror so far? Ayun, laging hangover. Tapos <laughs> minsan nag nagte-training kami. Akala ko tinitigan niya ako yung pala, tulog na. <laughs> so, yun, naikinod na lang ako sa computer shop ng mga training video. Yun, nakikita ko yung mga kabataan ni na John Cena, yun, na yung nakikita ko rin sa mga, yun, sa mga, pag nanonood din ako ng wrestling, ina-apply ko na rin yung, kung ano yung, kung ano yung nakikita ko, tinitignan ko paano nila ginagawa, yun. So, Pops, um, we know you purely as a tag team wrestler. Who would be your dream tag team match against? Kahit hindi sa PWR, ano? Yeah, kahit hindi sa PWR. Oh, you know, you, we're, we're free to dream. O nga naman. Um, matanda na yung Dudley Boys, eh. Um, but but I, they might have a comeback run. You never know. Sana yun. Kung hindi yun, edi Hardy Boys. Yun. Hardy Boys, buhay pa yung mga yan. Ayan. Di, tapos, uh, wala na. Retired na si Edge, eh. Tapos si Christian, di ko na alam kung nasan napunta yun. <laughs> We don't know. No, he's, he's retired as well. Pero Pops, do you ever do you ever envision yourself as a singles wrestler? Pwede rin naman in in the proper time. Yun. Every you know every time has its place. Yun. Like that sometimes. All right. Uh, now, um, since we're talking to Mark Diamanale, let's ask him about his upcoming match at Vendetta. You're going to be taking on one of the newer tag teams, a tag team newer than yours, in DualShock. And a that's tag a team, team that hasn't even debuted on the SGP podcast. That's right. Uh, it's a team of Peter Versoza and Sandata. Now, not much is known about them, except for the fact that Sandata might not have very good breath. <laughs> so, what else do you know? What else can you tell us about DualShock? And what are your thoughts heading into this match? Nakilala ko rin sila sa bootcamp na magkaibigan na magkaibigan talaga yung dalawang yun. Di so close nga. sila? Oo, sobra. Pag-uwi nga na, pag-uwi kami, lagi sila magkasama kami, nakahiwalay kami. Tapos... Bakit, Paps? Anong ginagawa ni Katie? Lasing. <laughs> na naman. Alright, so eh, anong, ano naman yung observation mo dito sa DualShock? Magaling tong tag team na to. Siguradong sa Vendetta, mapapa... <laughs> so, um, so what, what's your game plan? I mean, um, if I were to ask you and Cantotero, anong game plan in your heading into this match against uh, Dual Shock? Siguro, maraming alak kay Cantotero. Tapos sa akin, puso lang, puso lang sapat na. All right, thank you very much. Now, uh, let's get to John Sebastian and just 
uh, get some final thoughts heading into this match at Vendetta because right now, from my perspective, it looks like a battle for respect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a battle for Ralph trying to get respect and... Well, it's not going to happen because he can train all he wants. He can walk for hours and days on end from his home to Mordor to drop the ring and then walk back home. And he's still not going to measure up to me. So what are you trying to prove? Matt, Matt you know, you're, you're, you're underestimating the fucking hobbits, huh? The hobbits they got to Mordor in the first place. They got to Mordor in the first place. That's true. But, you know, it's the fucking hobbits that saved the day. Yeah, that's fantasy. This is reality. And the reality is, I'm going to drop Ralph Imabayashi on his head, and then he's going to go home, cry, and I don't know, maybe maybe jump off the top of a tall building, which I doubt he can climb because he's not really that tall. But, again, <laughs> he has a point. He has a point. My elevator did. Yeah, so, any, any which way that happens, Basically, on February the 21st, on Vendetta, I am going to beat Ralph Imabayashi. And let me tell you this. Right now, at the end of that match, I am the one that's going to be standing tall. Not him. All right. All right. Before, uh, before we wrap this up, I think we're wrapping up yeah, we soon. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned dropping someone on his head. What happened to your head, man? I mean, I bandage in For those of you who have not seen the selfie yet... Our boy John Sebastian over here is—it looks like he got fucking busted open. He got fucked up, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, eight stitches, man. What happened to Well, who did I don't know. I don't know who well, his you get fucking you name get it? is. It's just some dude that I challenged to a real brawl, and apparently, training like that is crazy. So apparently, yeah, apparently, and busted my eye up, eight stitches, but you know, all of them panicked. Is I that- was laughing. Is that going to affect your chances? Uh, and, and the question is, is it going to affect my chances at Vendetta? Hell no. I, I only need about maybe half at most of my talent to beat Ralph Imabayashi. Because Ralph, at most, is half of my size. All right, now- you know, Pops, you bring, up, you bring up so many height jokes. You, you need some new material for the show if you're going to talk smack. Because, you know, height jokes can only get you so far. Oh, yeah. Um, height jokes, you know, weight jokes. I got all kinds of jokes. I got, you know, let it not be said that I, that I just talk trash about everyone. I'm going to say something nice about Ralphie Mabayashi. He's got heart. He's got toughness. He's got grit. Again, if, if you can stand up against the dragon guarding the gold... Then yes, you have heart. God, two film series. I know. And and let me say something. Ah, let me say something great about Mark Di Manalo. Everyone shits on him because he's inexperienced. No, you I shit on him. Yeah, you shit on him. People oh, love yeah, the guy. Basically, I shit on him. Yeah. I think you're the only one who shits on him. Yeah, but let me tell you something. Um, he might have come into boot camp late, but he is strong. He is super strong. He is uncannily strong. You know, when you hear the the words mongoloid strength, Mark Di Manalo comes to mind. He's a he's a savant, man. Dami mo sinabi hambog. Right, no, now, dito na lang. 
Ano? Uh, okay, okay. Before you guys get get into a fight, why don't we just shift the attention to our listeners because I'm sure they'd love to hear about Vendetta. So let's have Marty Manalo invite our listeners to PWR Presents Vendetta. Um, sa mga kababayan ko dyan, sa San Juan, uh, kung gusto nyo makitang ang kaisa-isang walang kawangis at nag-iisang native boy, Mark Di Manalo, at ang aking mentor na si Kanto Terror. Kala ko sasabihin mo katuwang eh. Hindi <laughs> naman. Manood kayo sa PWR Presents Vendetta, February 21st sa Makati Square Arena. Mura-mura lang, 250 pesos. Mas mura Makik- pa sa pamasahe. Mas, oo, makikita mo dun yung gwa- apat na guwapo sa iisang ring. Guwapo yung announcer. Guwapo rin yung referee. Oh, makikita ka ng piyesta ng mga guwapo. Apat na guwapo. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Peter Versosa. No homo. Peter Versosa is guwapo, okay? Uh, Sandata, I've never seen him without his mask, but probably there's some face in there that's guapo. Katie, okay, we'll call it in, but you? Ikaw, guapo? Oh, naman! My God, how how many years did your mom feed you that lie? It's not a lie, it's a fact. Fuck you, man. All right, I think I think that's going to do it. Uh, let's wrap up this interview now and just ask them one last time, where can our listeners find you guys on social media? Uh, on Facebook, just uh, type my name, Ralph Imabayashi. Dash PWR. Please spell it for the masses. Spell your last name. Um, oh, Imabayashi. I-M-A-B-A-Y-A-S-H-I. It's not Imba. Mayashi, Ima. it's Ima Bayashi. Di ka ba nahirapan nung, ano ka, nung nasa school ka pa? Pag nagsusulat uh, ng pangalan mo? Yeah. Buti <laughs> <laughs> nga, hindi hapon yung sulat niya eh. Alright, uh, John, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me at facebook.com slash johnsebastianpwr has this handsome mug all over that page. I'm too good for Twitter, man. All right, and uh, Mark Di Manalo on social media. Where can our listeners uh, follow you? Yun kakalounge lang ng Facebook ko. Uh, Mark Di Manalo dash PWR. Siguro alam niyo na spelling nun. Madali lang yung pangalan ko eh. All right, uh, marami marami salamat. Our PWR rookies, you will be seeing them on February 21 at the Makati Cinema Square Arena. Tickets I'm excited. Or at 250, we're excited. We're gonna be. I'm excited for these so guys. Excited. And I will be watching these guys perform at Vendetta. See you there. And uh, we'll be giving you more of the stuff we promised on this episode of the SGP Podcast. So stick around. Alay kamusta? This is Mark D. Manalo and you're listening to Smart Gilas Pilipinas Podcast. Alay? What a great interview with these guys. I mean, these rookies over here, you know, I love these guys to death, but... You know what? Of course you have to love them. They're you gotta seniors. Them. You got to love them. And you know they're I'm excited for everyone to see what me and Ro have been seeing for a while. Oh, now. tama. Now I've been watching a lot of their stuff from uh, from my office and I'd like to think that these matches they've been made with the best interests of the PWR viewing public. You made them. I, I would hope so, god. No, you I made mean, them. I am a fair general manager, right? And I'm all about opportunity and that's why I'm just dispensing matches left and right for Vendetta because I know that each PWR superstar, regardless of their alignment, they're gonna bring it. Like some sort of match dispenser? <laughs> Come on. But you know what? Wait, Stan, I have to applaud you though. You know, the technology that gets involved with you actually having your own private feed 
for us working on Sundays. So that's about it. You know, that's expensive shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Private. That's expensive shit. Private. Yeah, I, I have to keep watching, man. I, I always give this challenge and the warning to all the boys and the girls Wait, in shit, the back. So he sees everything in training. Yeah, yeah. he sees everything in training. Yeah. No joke, man. Like... I mean, I didn't set it up. I don't know who did. Yo, this is more this is more high class than that fucking fam cam. I Worst watch, idea ever. I watch over PWR wherever fucking I am. Fam cam. That should be a constitutional violation. Let's do spots and matches. All right, so let's uh, do a recap, a quick review, as we always do, of the best and the worst in wrestling. This is a list of things we liked and didn't like. Boys, are you ready? Yes. We call this list. Spots and Watches! Let's start off with one of the things we've been looking forward to for a good month. And that is the debut of Alberto Del Rio or Alberto El Patron in Lucha Underground. I thought it was episode. I thought it was segment talaga, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, Apparently, it was going to be one of those chasers. Um, you know, how, like, like, like a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, like a Marvel movie how you have to wait till the end of the credits to see... The really, not 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 necessarily important, but you know, the the well, most the, the big deal. At yeah, the well, end. yeah, no, that's not, it's not even a big deal all the time. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, Alberto El Patron del Rio has made his debut in AAA, in ROH, ROH, and now he is making his way to what can be dubbed as the biggest freelance gig that he's had to date. Actually, that's very, very interesting yeah, yeah. because we we kind of don't know how they're gonna build this character. I, I would mean, have to say actually that. Lucha Underground at this point is now bigger than ROH, and that's pretty sad. And I think that's because of the production value. Oh no, 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 not just and not, not that. just that. They're on a major network. Not just that. Semi-major they also have network. Big names. They have Johnny Mundo, who is a, as big a name as um, any of the ROH guys in the main event. How about Brian Cage from AAA? He's also a big name. Hmm. And you've got well, now you've also got Del Rio. You've got um, Ricochet, Ricochet, and the other Lucha stars. Like uh, Blue Demon, uh, yeah, Ch- Chavo. Chavo is exactly. there. Big names. And Chavo doesn't have to be the centerpiece. That's oh. the nice thing about it. Sexy star. Uh, sorry we can't say Big uh, Big Rick is a big star. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Son of Havoc's probably getting there. Son of Havoc. Love this guy. Mm. Bro, I think you have a start Last week's episode of Lucha Underground. I haven't seen this week's because... The first match between Angelico and Son of Havoc, the bomb. You Fucking must fun. It's you must so much fun see to watch. It. Absolutely have to see it. Because Angelico is not just, you know, Justin Gabriel Light. Oh. But I would want to see Justin Gabriel team with his fellow South African. I think he would be a good fit for Lucha Underground. And apparently, I learned this uh, last weekend. Matt Cross, the alter ego of Son of Havoc. Yep. The friend. The good Actually, friend of Son of Havoc. Yeah, whatever. Actually searches his name on Twitter. <laughs> or Son of Havoc on Twitter. So I said, Angelico and Son of Havoc was crazy. And he says, No doubt. I'm going to make crazy. You know, the yung bagong thing now that you need emphasize. space out. space out. Oh, that's it. It sounds like Nick Carter said it, man. Really? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it sounds very Nick Carter, man. Baka right. mamaya Aaron Carter. No, no, no. Nick Carter. Right. So, so he he replied to me, and instead of being instead of me being impressed, I just noticed now. Okay, this guy must search "Son of Havoc" on Twitter when he's bored. <laughs> and then you realize he is "Son of Havoc." No, no, he is "Son of Havoc." I, mean, I knew yeah, that Matt knows Cross is "Son of Havoc," but I'm gonna try this out. Right after I watch Lucha Underground this week, I'm gonna tweet something about "Son of Havoc." I'm so not gonna diss right. him. But I'm going to say something about the match. And I'll see oh, if he yeah. replies. Yeah, oh, so let's yeah. see if your theory works. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right, so Probably. That's our that's our uh, that's little Lucha bit of Lucha Underground for the week. Digo kasi chatinagi. Right, right. I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I'm not going right, to tag yeah. Matt Cross either. So let's uh, try this experiment out. Now, our next item on the list, let's talk about Daniel Bryan. Because right now, the writing um, of his story with Roman Reigns, it's gotten a lot of people's attention and not necessarily in the best way possible. No, no, no. I think uh, not everyone has noticed this little wrinkle, to be honest with you. Because they're too it's busy. It's a different wrinkle. They're too busy hating on Roman Reigns and like loving you, Stan. Fact- I mean, you've been showing a lot of Roman Reigns hate this week. Dude, I have, I, I've fully turned on Roman Reigns. I didn't think it would happen this soon. But yeah, I am on the bandwagon. I, I think I was one of the first, actually, to turn on Roman Reigns. And I'm proud of it. And I have good reason to I, turn I on so, Roman Reigns. Uh, personally, I still want to see how they do with Roman Reigns in that spot. And there are so many rumors swirling around this situation, the main event. Of WrestleMania situation, allegedly. Now you don't know who to believe anymore. Don't, you don't know who to believe, so I end up not wanting to read any of the rumors that come out from here until WrestleMania. Until it happens. Until it happens. Until which it's is, I think, solid. Honestly, which is should be the way fans nowadays watch it, because we're too, you know, dragged down by we're too all meta. the dirt sheets. Yeah, exactly. We're too fucking meta. For our lives, because it's not cool thing. This show is fucking meta. It is, but yeah, we analyze. You know, we don't. You know. We don't really dwell too much into the rumors. But anyway, going back to Reigns and Bryan, while everyone is busy hating on Roman Reigns and loving the fact that Daniel Bryan is in has a sh- has, has a, a shot. potential shot. Yeah, let me do a comic impersonation. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we gotta say that, man. Fuck you, Stan. You know, no, okay, you know what? Okay, I'm turning off your mic. Here's <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the- I see Impanka. Brian is. Okay, let's go back to the point. What's, what's, what's our main point again? Daniel Bryan's writing right now is a new wrinkle. Yeah, yes. thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. It's a new wrinkle and it just feels a little off. Personally, because I, I don't know if anyone has noticed, but lately, ever since he got that opportunity, he's been rubbing it in a little too much that he is a better wrestler, which we don't which disagree we know, with. We know he we is, know the, better he is a better wrestler. Better wrestler better. Sure. If you were Roman Reigns, how would you feel? How would you feel if you, if this guy, your colleague, was coming up to you, and how would you feel if this guy came up to you with every chance he has and tells you, nah, look, hey man, what's up? I'm better than you, by the way. All right, I'll be honest with you. And uh, as the biggest Daniel Bryan Mark in the room, I'm, hey, I'm a huge hey, fan. Hey, 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 we're hey. all we're huge all Bryan Marks. I'm seeing flashes. You're the biggest Eddie Guerrero Mark. Fine. We'll give you that. Fine, but fine. All right, uh, to my point, to my point. I'm actually seeing flashes of annoying heel Daniel Bryan from 2011. Which is okay a good thing. It's if a good thing. that was the intention. If not, how would you cheer for a guy even though you like him so much, even if you like his skills so much, how would you, in theory, cheer for a guy who is rubbing it in your face? Maybe devil's advocate. Ju- I have a devil's advocate. Oh, I, see, go on, go on. I also do, but I'll let you go first. Sure. So, so both of them are displaying uh, tendencies or characteristics that are easy to dislike. Yeah. So it becomes a matter then of who you dislike more. So you but root for the guy you dislike least it, or dislike less. I don't it's know. It's not it, that. It's dr- really there there it's is some that. dramatic tension in that kind of scenario. Pero I think the issue here, if especially if it's a face versus face story, yeah, only one of them should have hints of you know being the, heel, the, the bigger heel. douchebag. Okay, my, oh, what do you, what do you my devil's advocate here is that 
what if they're just trying to make Reigns look a little bit more sympathetic? Which is also which is valid, uh, but it's, it's 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 more of it's more of okay. We know Brian's better. We know that you know he's the guy that we want, but he kind of feels sorry for Reigns for taking all this shit without really have him be shot. Yo, on. hey, exactly because um when you look at it. Rain, the way Reigns reacts to everything that's been going on lately is perfectly human. Because if you were him, you'd earn this shot. Okay, no matter what people say about how you earned it, but you earned it nonetheless. Yeah, you earned it. And now, since everybody is like you, everybody is now trying to, you know, bring you play, down. Yeah, bring you down, play with you, fuck with you, mess with you. One order. versus all. Oh, hindi mo magagalit karen, hindi mo magiging defensive karen. Right, right. I think at some point, uh, you know, uh, we've experienced something like this. And um, I hate to be defending Joe, but I think this is what's humanizing the Roman Reigns character Again, right now. it's okay if that's the intention. But I don't trust the WWE writing that much. To have those nuances. Yeah, yeah. Kasi parang, well, we never for, know. Yeah, for all we know, this is how Vince thinks a normal guy should act. That if you're better, you should always tell your... Your colleagues that you're better. Well, Bret Hart did it for his entire career. Well, it's, it's true. Vince but McMahon pretty much did that through but, his career. No, but when Bret said it, when he was, you know, the best there is, bester was, was best there ever, ever will, will be. be, he wasn't saying it, you know, in your face. True. You know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, and one last thing. Consider that uh, Daniel Bryan has always been saying that he's been good enough. Yeah. But it's all about who he says it to. Like last year... He was saying it to Triple H and Steph. In his defense. In his defense. Because the, those guys were always bringing him down, always saying that he can't be, plus be player. A, a main event A-plus player. Now, you don't, now, this year, he's saying it to a guy who is not saying any of those things. He just wants to challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship on his own. What if Daniel Bryan is the symbolism of the IWC or the representative of the IWC? Pwede. In in a way, na parang the fans are heels. Right, right. We are the heels. We diba? want to be. Remember heels. that classic argument. And like on behalf of the IWC of the Smarks, Daniel Bryan's telling Roman Reigns, "You're not good enough for the main event, and that's why I'm the better wrestler. I'm the one who should be in your place." Then that Which would be incredibly off. meta, but it's, I'd, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. It doesn't change the fact that it's douchey. Yeah, it's douchey. In 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 the great uh, grand scheme of is things, it, so does it make? I don't know. Does it make Brian a good guy because that's the opinion we agree with that he is better? I would and think he doesn't, that, that he deserves it more. I would think that it should, it just blurs the lines of face and heel and makes it a matter of as as a fan base who do you support more? I know yung fans kasi yung fandom. It's like every time something wrong happens that we don't like, we always play the victim. But we, we are the victim. Is, yeah, but. You know, we in in a way we are the victim, and we think we're faces, but a lot of the time we're the we heels. Al- we always come off sounding like heels because we're all just you know complaining all... a lot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, I, I guess I, I guess for now uh, we can agree to disagree uh, on some points, but um... uh, again, it's uh, no, it's open to interpretation, especially as it unfolds uh, further and as we'll we head see. into Fastlane in WrestleMania. And, yeah, I just wanted to point that out, really. Right, so let us know what you think. Of course, you can always tweet us. You can always like us on Facebook and comment on the podcast to let us know uh, your feedback on what we talk about. Um, I, guess, I guess another development that happened this week in wrestling was it wasn't so shocking, but it was also something that was worth talking about, and that's Rikishi's induction into the Hall of Fame class of 2015. Right. So Rikishi, when you take a look back at his career, it wasn't exactly first ballot Hall of Fame worthy. Mm. And this isn't his but first it, ballot. And yeah, I mean, but a lot it. of the... A lot of the guys from the Attitude Era have gone. I mean, 
most of the names that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame are already there or will be once they completely retire. Undertaker, Trips, and The Rock included. And Vince. Yeah. And Vince included. And probably Steph if you want to include her. Or Shane. Or uh, Shane uh, iffy on that. But, but people love Shane. People love Shane. But people also love Keish. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the thing here. I mean, yes, he only won. You know, he had he had a mid mid card guy kind of career, and he was a mid card guy for most of his career. But the thing is, Keish had his moments. Papi, when he did. Papi, he was really good. He did it for The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, here's a question. Um, if Rikishi was not the, the father of the Usos, number one, and if Rikishi was not a member of the Anawai family, number two, would he still be in the Hall of Fame? One doesn't matter because uh, we've always that's, known that's, to separate yeah. Rikishi from the Usos or the Usos from Rikishi because you, know, you don't really see Rikishi it's not, it's not when you there. see the Usos. I mean, they're not fat. No, that's they one. are. <laughs> they kind of are. No, they're, they're husky. Oh, yeah, but and then they also look like their dad. But they're, I think the Usos have own, done a good job of establishing their own identity. Number two, though, is also is more likely. You say, parang, of course, the Anawai family is legendary. Is legendary is an important, valued family in wrestling. They, they it are, could have been a possibility, you know? They are the bloodline. Eh? Mm. Yeah, I mean, like you, you look at the Anawai family. I would say that they're the franchise family, aside from the McMahons. Mm-hmm. But right. they are the franchise family. Uh, they, at this point, they they have to be the most active wrestling family. family. Paul right. Heyman said it best in his sit-down interview with Roman Reigns. This family is responsible for so much of what is the backbone of WWF, WWE, ECW. A lot of these, you know, well, not, not ECW, but um, what's it? NWA? I guess. NWA, AWA. Those kinds, of, those organizations that came before modern-day wrestling. Because the McMahons aren't wrestlers, the Guerreros are dying out. Unless you know, um, unless we well, get, Aiden we get, English is getting married to Shaw Guerrero. Aiden English is technically a Guerrero now. Yeah, so the, the line carries are, on. The hearts are dying out, and, unless you know Tyson and Natalia. I, I'm sure get spawn, it on. No, spawn uh, our a viable. Or see, I know Bulldog Heart. If Bulldog, Bulldog Heart comes uh, spawns children, who is Bulldog? Oh, oh, dude, yes, Bulldog the child. Heart. And you know the right. Von Eriks are pretty much dead. Oh yeah, pretty much. Except they, for Kevin. Except for Kevin. But they're all they're pretty much dead. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess yung, the reason why I'm bringing up the Anawai family as a talking point is because um, you take a look at someone like say William Regal, who's had a parallel career, or maybe even like if you look at it, uh, belt slang and championships, he has more accomplishments than Rikishi. So in a vacuum, William Regal deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Earlier than no, no, no. I think the I think the selection process for the Hall of Fame is first of all you have to be away from the product. Ne? Wasn't Jerry Lawler an active commentator when he was inducted? So no, was Jim but, Ross. But, but, the but thing they're kind of old. They're old. Yeah, they're really they're old. old. Either of them could drop. Yeah, you know how Lawler is. Yeah, how about Book? Okay, Booker T. Booker T. was a commentator. Was a was commentator, but, but he was away from in-ring action long enough. And the thing is. Book was instrumental with WCW mm. for so long. Plus being the black champion who won the championship five times. Yeah, five times. Was five he times, inducted by, as a commentator? No, no he was no, inducted, he was inducted as, as, a as a wrestler. No, no, no. Before he was a commentator? Um, no, this was during his, during run. his run. I think this was Smackdown. right after he came back from TNA. Ah, okay. But yeah, that's the thing. He, I've said it, I've said it on, other, on other, you know, medium apart from the podcast that... 
these guys like 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 book like regal they don't have to have the best in-ring career but it speaks volumes for what they've done for the sport regal is one of the best teachers of the of the sport yeah. and is one of the best authority figures without having to be overbearing on NXT and you know he makes once he's done with his run as NXT GM yeah. I think that's about th- the time that it will happen but that's a long way away also there are other guys who are more deserving to be headlining a, a Hall of Fame class like like Undertaker and The Rock and, and, and they're not in before. yet because they're still somewhere Somehow near active. the product yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like Undertaker can go next year and that could be it and I'd be fine with that. Yeah, we still aren't sure right now if he's actually going to be at this year's WrestleMania. Pretty sure he is. For what for all the Bray Wyatt promos. Well, let's see. But that's the thing with the Hall of Fame. It's a fickle thing. Yeah, it's and it's very subjective. I mean, come on. Uh, we've, we've talked it's about one of it. the most subjective I think things. The bottom line with Rikishi's induction is it's a Hall of Fame. I think Rikishi has earned enough fame in his entire career to get in. Yes. No argument there. Yeah, and I think at the end, I think the at the end that's why he's going in. And as lo- if, if the thing is, he's not headlining a class. Exactly, exactly. Which, Macho which, Man is headlining this. Class. Which is which makes it okay. All right. Follow uh, up question of the segment. Sure. Do you think that Miss Elizabeth gets the last minute induction for the Divas division? Why not? I would not be opposed to it just because uh, she was very instrumental in the late 80s and early 90s. I think it would be a good, I know, a good, good move because, and a good um, bookend. Yeah, because you're already inducting Macho Man. Why not make it official? And you know, Liz didn't really have young prostitution allegations like Sunny, and she was she was she never posts <laughs> nude and shit. So and Sunny got in before her. Yeah, so she she has that going for for uh, for her. So yeah, Liz for Hall of Fame 2015, totally. Yep. Next item on the list for uh, spots and botches is Cena versus Rusev, and there are good things and not so good things to say about this. Mostly from my end, not so good things. The good things, I'll let Ro take care of that. Well, the only good thing really about this is, on its face, it's good that it isn't a USA versus Russia feud. Yeah, that's refreshing. Even if Cena is one of the biggest USA guys... But he's never a he's, he's never he, He's never adopted a USA persona, but he's he one of... He did. Remember when he had that whole chain gang soldier shit? And but he would come in. It's about the army, own. not about the country. It's, yeah. He was he was playing up his role as the Marine. He is, he's... Honoring soldiers, not exactly being but uh, an, an, an an overbearing patriotic. patriot. It's, it's being patriotic without waving a flag. Yeah, exactly. That's the difference between him and Jack Swagger. The fact that Swagger ostensibly waved the flag, whereas yeah, Cena... Pretty must much, sub- yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. For me, uh, the flag is irrelevant. The fact that Cena represented no. soldiers still me- still meant that he was representing mm, the country. No, no it's because he's, the soldiers, re- soldiers defend the country. Therefore, he defends the country by but association. That, but that's so no, no, long a stretch. No, no. no. His gimmick because it wasn't the U.S. is great. It's the greatest country in the world. That was not his gimmick. It was His gimmick regarding the soldiers was that soldiers are brave. I want to be a soldier. Mr. Badass. It was it was more of a prelude to what hustle, loyalty, and respect oh. eventually became. As opposed to, you know, everyone who's pulling this whole America, America, America's the best thing in the world. Yeah, Big Show, Mark Henry, yeah. uh, Jack Swagger, Biggie before he joined the New Day. Uh, everyone save Kurt Angle. But again, yeah, I'm going back to the original point. It's really refreshing to see Rusev not having to defend Russia for once. 
I guess my only issue with the Cena Rusev feud so far is the fact that they've already transitioned Cena as an old man. Like I didn't expect that this would happen this soon. Number one, old man. Number two, well, yeah, it totally hurts my fantasy. He's not. Team. He's not Lolo Cena. Eh? Yeah, that's the thing. John Cena is only thirty-seven, and if you, if you argue that it's because he's been so old or he's been with the WWE in the mainstream for a good thirteen years, consider that he entered the product at the age of twenty-four. When right now new superstars are bringing it, are being brought in into the main roster at what 28 29 like Dolph was Very 27 when he, when, when he entered the main with roster the spirit squad uh, no no he, he was 27 when he came in as Dolph Ziggler oh okay so right now he's 34 that him, so that would have made him about like 25 when he was when he was Nikki Nikki yeah. and 24 when he was Nick Nemeth yeah so there you go um, Daniel Bryan is 34 Dolph Ziggler is 34 CM Punk is 35 so like it's just a handful of years away from John Cena's age. So for them to keep calling Daniel Bryan a young man and John Cena an old man, for me, there's a bit of dissonance with that. I say you're looking at the age. You have something to say, Camus? No, no, no. Just go, go. Uh, okay, you're looking at the age, Kase. I think when they talk about age on screen, they're actually referring to how long you've been in the limelight. And not just that, how much damage you've taken across your career. Because... Well, no, wait. In that case, Brian had to be no, Brian, the oldest. Yes, Brian has I'm to be argue the oldest if you acknowledge the indie rep. But you have to, and they Which have. They do. They, they, do the, they do acknowledge that he's been all around the world uh, you know, battling superstars left and right and shit. But, yeah, it's m- really more about how long you've been in the WWE limelight. And Cena, as you said, has been in there for 13 years. He's been the not, franchise. And not all in... Not in all of those years has he been loved. True that, that. makes him that makes it seem even longer. But I think I don't know for some reason people would rather see Shawn Michaels go that long and see want still want to see more of him because HBK isn't as unpopular as Cena. Okay, um, yeah, I uh, I guess yeah, gulit nga lang for on my end. I don't know, um. Let's uh, bring up the slut shaming a bit. I'm I'm thinking about it just because uh, he did kind of do that again on Raw, and while you did mention the Shawn Michaels comparison, I think Shawn Michaels was also prone to doing that, but not as much as John Cena was. And now that John Cena is in the Shawn Michaels old man grizzled veteran role, is slut shaming still a thing he should be doing? Of course not. No place. That is not. No place in modern wrestling. That is not what you want your kids to look up to. I think the way I see it, whether or not you're a veteran, you shouldn't be slut shaming. Oh, period. of course, right? So um, I think that's something well, no, they've always been heel, watching. If you're, if you're a heel, heel, as long as you uh, use it to get heel heat, that's fine. But uh, you know what? American crowds are juvenile, so when Jericho does it, they cheer for him. Right. When Cena does it, they cheer for him. I think the best uh, the best heel moves to, towards a woman in uh, the, the 2010s, at least, was the way that Daniel Bryan treated AJ. Good well, God, yeah. that was that was that fun. Was bad. <laughs> that was fun though. Yeah, yeah, because fans are misogynist dicks. No, it, it was fun because parang wow, Brian was really healing it up. Like I think that would be the peg right now in uh, how to be a heel towards a girl in 2015. Yeah, but what, were you cheering the fact that he was a good heel or what he was doing to AJ? I was cheering for Brian, and I liked seeing AJ. Speaking that of Brian's it. who shame women, I have to say Brian Leo in 2010, the the 2010s. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, you know. Your mother's a pok pok. I oh, like yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're gonna be Stop hearing more of that. Oh yeah, we're totally hearing more of that at Vendetta, and I'm gonna make <laughs> sure that uh, he kind of tones it down so he doesn't have like mama pants or anyone getting up in his <laughs> hey. grill. 
Alright, so uh, last item on the list for spots and botches before we wrap this baby up. Let's talk about NXT this time oh, because God. there's so much to say about NXT TakeOver Rival. Hell, uh, three of our, uh, I think all three of our picks of the week are from that show. Uh, yeah. That show was two hours long, had six matches, and zero bullshit. The main roster same ad. Bullshit. God damn. Okay, you know what? In its entirety, NXT is just head and shoulders above the main show right now. After this show. I got it, Vince. After this show, I mean, they're making everyone look bad. I mean, people could probably say that the takeover from December was a fluke, but after today. It's justified now when you say that so-and-so got demoted to the main roster. So-and-so got promoted that to That is NXT. impossible to say that TakeOver last December was a fluke. No way! TakeOver in general was always a, was always been a success. Indeed. I mean, NXT Live specials are... Nga, they're special I think it. I think the December show just got bigger because the NXT 5 were there. Yeah, and because of Sami Zayn's moment, I think yeah, this, th- the that Sami Zayn moment was a WrestleMania moment yeah. in, in a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, which they were able to, you know, really just unleash at the main event of uh, Takeover. Yeah, and good it, times, good times, yeah, go. pops. No, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to remember the good times. I guess, uh, I guess, just to cap off how how awesome NXT Takeover or live specials are. Uh, my NXT fandom started a year ago with the very first takeover, um, the one that culminated in that ladder match between Neville and Bo Dallas for the NXT Championship. Bitch, I'm an NXT hipster. I've been love. I've been a fan since the game show days. Yeah, I know, I know. You've been you've been telling me to watch. I guess um, since 2013, So that that's how I found out about Rusev. That's how I saw the two out of three false match between Zayn and Cesaro. But really, um, if I was able to be convinced. To watch in, in takeover. Imagine anyone all the other... can be convinced at this point. Right. Imagine it's all too the other good. casuals. It's too good. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. if you guys are tired of Raw, you don't really like SmackDown because it doesn't go anywhere, and if you don't mind not seeing a superstar get continuity like week to week and see it every other week, NXT is for you. Yeah, I think the only drawbacks to NXT is you have to wait every other week to see a development in every storyline. And if you're playing fantasy wrestling, it's kind of bad because <laughs> it's young. But you know, you know what they say: fantasy fucks up your. Oh, fandom. the only way, the only way you don't end up watching NXT is if you actively refuse to watch NXT because you might be one of those guys that, oh, who are these guys anyway? Or why should I be watching them? But why should I be watching these guys? They're not Triple H. They're not John Cena. They're not The Undertaker. Whatever. Or the other point of view: na, if, if you are one, you yeah. don't want to watch WWE product. Yeah. Or yeah, whatever. If you're one of those who actively refuse to watch NXT and you call yourself a pro wrestling fan, I you feel, fucked up, son. I feel so sorry for you because this is, you know, aside from NJPW, this is one of the best pro wrestling you can get on the planet, and it's, you're missing out. It's the best fed. So it's the best fed in the world. If you have a fear of missing out, this is I know this this makes it valid. Yeah. So, picks of the week. Right. Uh, I guess it's time to end our show with uh, the pick of the week. And if you're new to the segment, it is the time where we pick the match segment, promo, podcast, podcast episode, article, book that really caught your attention and has to be shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for Sean Michaels to release his new book. Oh, you're not waiting for Brian's book? I'm, I'm getting Jericho's I, book I think, by March. Okay, okay wait. So if Jericho, Jericho's book comes out in March... No, no, no. It's out now. I'm getting my copy in March. Okay. So Jericho's book's out now. Um, Shawn Michaels is coming out before WrestleMania? I have no idea. 
Well, whichever one comes out first, we have to read it. And then we'll do a book club special. Uh, Brian's book. Anyway. Dropping dropping WrestleMania weekend, right? I think so. Damn it. I'm here. All right. Maybe it's fully booked, Papi. Let's see Lucy. Let's see Lucy. Lucy? Lucy? How do you do? But anyway, anyway, your pick. My pick of the week. Since I am going first, I'm taking the curtain jerker. Yo. From it, TakeOver. Yeah, from TakeOver. Since we established uh, that we in from TakeOver. Hideo Itami versus Tyler Breeze. A match that wasn't even announced. It no, was, no, it was it, it was, was building up to that point after last week's episode. Because, uh, you know, these two guys were attacking each other backstage. Breeze kick was pretty salty. Man. Yeah. Kick specialists. No, you, you never thought that Breeze was a kick specialist at all. But this, Breeze this match, this, this time. match, oh, oh God, son. Angry Tyler Breeze is awesome Tyler Breeze. Oh. And you know what? He's never gotten his one-on-one opportunity yet. Mm-mm. And I want to see him get that at some point. But this match. And the way this match. The way Itami put him away. The, the, the Panzer Shrek, if we, if we must. Because I, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. It's a Yakuza kick. Yeah. But it's really awesome. It's fucking boss. You know, uh, I think this is something I said at the start of the match and at the end of the match. What a way to kick off TakeOver. Oh. I think that's the best, uh, the best think, way to, I think to sum it up. Best, I know, it's the best finisher Itami has so far. Save you know, they four. Keep, well, they keep teasing it. I'm sure they're waiting for a huge moment. Which is probably at, at another special. Uh-oh. Or at WrestleMania, you never know. Yeah. Right there. So uh, that's uh, Rose Pick of the Week. My Pick of the Week, and this is something I didn't see coming, although I should have. I am picking the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. Uh, Sasha Banks defeating Charlotte, uh, Becky Lynch, and Bailey for the Women's Championship. I was blown away. Uh, they, had, they had enough time to build momentum. I think a good 15-minute uh, match between all four women. All four of them looked strong. They were able to showcase different sides to them, especially Bailey. They were able to bring up the storyline of her being, being more intense. Oh, Bay. Um, okay. having, having that edge to her, they were able to bring up the tension between Becky Lynch and uh, Sasha Banks. Of course, Charlotte got to have her, uh, her moments in there showing her dominance and her uh, natural superiority, as she likes to put it. And of course, the finish where Sasha Banks actually defeated Charlotte. And that's something I appreciated. Um, if you're going to establish Sasha as the next face of your women's division, you might as well have um, put her over by defeating or, making, or, or pinning Charlotte herself. So where do you think this goes from here? Does Charlotte get a rematch or does either of the other two get a shot? I want Charlotte to get a rematch, Shempre. Kind of like how Neville got his rematch. It has to go that way. I guess uh, I, I guess I was just excited Now it had to happen. I mean, someone had to end Charlotte's reign as women's champion. She'd been, she'd been on top for a good half a year at least. And to see, uh, to see a new face in Sasha Banks as your women's champion is refreshing because it's always better to have a heel champion that your face challengers can chase around. So you can bring up Charlotte again. You can have Bailey go after it. Hell, bring up Alexa Bliss. Yun, Yun papi. Bay. You have all those options going after Sasha Banks plus her budding rivalry with Becky Lynch. So I'm excited to see where this is all going to go. Okay, well, sad Camus now. Um, oh, come I, on. You wanted this to happen. I wanted this. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the Sami Zayn fan in me is happy that this match happened and that it went down the way that it did. But, I mean, the finish, the finish. That shit cray. That shit fucking cray, man. I don't know. I've never heard 
okay, for those of you who have seen the match, it's intense, it's good, it's great storytelling. Oh. It's so good. It's borderline. The ending felt almost worse for me than seeing Cena get suplexed by Brock. Just because the feels. <laughs> just because of the feels. But it had that vibe. It had that vibe at the end. But the thing was, yeah, you, you, this was worse. You never thought that Cena and Brock could have been topped. And it was. Mm-hmm. It was. And, you know, it hurt more. Eh? There because, you go. Because, I mean, you care about Sami Zayn. That's the story. You care about Sami Zayn so much. And, I mean, I know, I know I'm like, you, you keep calling me the Ron Simmons of fucking. Bill not, Simmons. Bill Simmons, sorry. Ron, damn. Damn, son. Sorry. Bill Simmons of wrestling. But that's the thing. Eh? Sammy, that was a good story. And this is one of the best stories that you can tell. It's the story that never ends, but it just keeps getting better. Because for the first time in their historic, storied, never-ending rivalry, it ends in a TKO. TKO. A ref also, stoppage, to be particular. Ref stoppage, yeah, to be exact. And also... It's, it, I didn't know titles could change with exactly. TKO. Exactly. Nobody you, did. Thank you for bringing that up. If you are one of those people who are wondering why this hasn't happened before, you're looking at it the wrong way. The answer is it simply hasn't. Period. Now they're doing it, and it's interesting, and it's going to build up. It has shock value. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Would you say that it's an innovation brought about by the fact that Hunter's running NXT? I, I think it's, so, I yeah. think it's innovation by necessity because... These guys have gone at it in ladder wars, in strap matches. Not everyone knows that, though. And not, not everyone knows that. But then it's the thing. Now you've had you've had those two matches. You've had a fight without honor. You've had regular matches. You've had tag team matches with these two involved, and it's so compelling to see it on so many levels. But this is new. This is different. Yeah, boys, and consider this is domination. This. Consider this. Now, after having Kevin Owens win the NXT Championship... And the fastest man to win it ever in NXT history. You. Dude, yes. the number one contender right now is Finn fucking Balor. Oh. Holy shit. Think about that. Plus, you know Sami Zayn has a rematch clause oh. in there somewhere. So, at the very least, we're Three getting the a five? triple threat. Well, Three of the five. I don't know. I think we're not getting a triple threat. I think he has to recover. God damn it. Okay. Anyone... Okay, as, as a guy who has... Not yet taken a power bomb, but Some knows bomb. how much that hurts. Oh. Holy shit, you take five? I think he's taken, you know. No, but they five in a row? Yeah, and they build them as pop up power bombs, man. Mm. And those are fucking. Duh, this, this, it made me grimace. No, I'm sure. Uh, you know. And that's my big no, point. No, no, of the no. Day. You know, I think uh, Owens is good enough to somehow minimize the pain and keep his opponent safe. And uh, because they're. In real life best friends, I'm sure Zayn trusts him to keep him safe. Yeah, but it looked so brutal. That's, That's the, the thing. thing. That's I love the, the thing. I love the way that this angle is being booked, and I, the way I see it, it's not going to end very, very, very soon. It's never going to end. So there will be, there will be more, and you know, it's it's sad. Uh, we wish that they won't get demoted to the main roster. But if we're going to get uh, get gems like this out of NXT matches, why not just bring it on? Keep can, them in can, NXT, can, man. Can, okay, fantasy booking now. The NXT 5 plus Cesaro plus, okay, Tyson Kidd at WrestleMania, Yay. ladder match, 
for the NXT strap. So I'm going to see Curtis Axel, man. Axel Mania. Axel Mania, exactly. Axel Mania. And he was just down there. He just got promoted to the <laughs> developmental show. Yeah, I wouldn't he mind, was. you know. We didn't see him again. I, I, we never got saw him again. again. Thanks, I, Royal Rumble. I want to see that, though. I'd I really legit want to see NXT at WrestleMania. And if they're building towards that, what a way to build up. Dude, I would wake up at 5 a.m. on the day of WrestleMania just to watch the kickoff at 6 a.m. To watch them. Yeah, to watch them. God damn. And I'm I, not a morning I, person, so I would do that shit, man. I'd do that for Sammy. Fine. Fair All right. Enough, fair uh, enough. Now, uh, at this point, of course, we always want to thank you for always listening to the podcast. Thank you as well to Mellow947 for hosting us. And thank you to the boys of PWR for having the rookies come on over. As for next week, our last episode before Vendetta, we will be having the newest tag team on the scene, Dual Shock. We'll be hearing from Peter Versosa and the one they call Sandata. I hear this guy's fucking dangerous, though. I hear Yo. this guy has bad breath. Is that what we should call him now? The one they call Sandata. Hey, why not? Parang they call him Cage. Yeah, that, that, that's why we're making it distinct. The one they call Sandata. I'm oh, putting that's that... the introduction to Sandata. I, I'm the putting one they that. Call, uh, well, oh. I'll, I'll talk to the... Br- I mean... Stan, what's your call? What's your take on that? You're the ring announcer. Gonna... It's up to you. No, but I have to listen to the board. Now we're, we're, we're the gonna notes talk about come it. from the board. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to bring it up to the board. Uh, I'm going to send a message <laughs> down. This whole red tape shit's getting to me, honestly. But whatever. Uh, do let us know what you think about the podcast this week, about the things we talked about. You can always tweet us at the SGP Podcast for us. For me, it's at Stan947. For me, it's at Caveman Camus. At Rose War. And make sure to catch Vendetta February 21 at 6 p.m. at the Makati Cinema Square Arena. Tickets are at 250 pesos. We do need it. You know, you need to watch it. We need to get together as, as a wrestling community. Pinoy and, fans need to get together. That's period. right. And uh, finally, like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash the SGP podcast. We're going to catch you again next week as we head on over to Fastlane. Take it easy. Peace out. Peace. Goodbye. So wait, no, seriously, Basti. Um, what the fuck happened to you? Because I missed training no Sunday. Yeah, it's basically that Sandata guy. We're both, we're, we're both MMA fans. So we we kind of messed around in the gym. Had a had a little brawl there, and well, as you can see, eight stitches. Dude, but, fuck! How, how does how does he get eight stitches to your head? I mean, like, I know he's okay, but oh, you're you're gonna find that out when I knee you in the face, man. Oh God. Fuck. <laughs> Are we still recording? Fuck. Okay, damn it. Cut, cut, cut. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 